Hello and welcome back to Podcasting as Praxis. I'm David, my pronouns are he and him. I'm James, my pronouns are they and them. I'm Jamie, my pronouns are he and him. I'm Rob, mine are he and him. And I'm Alistair, my pronouns are also he and him. And I'm extremely impressed we managed to rattle that off first try. Well done, everyone. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when we take a 20-minute fucking run-up to it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, Rob got all of the robber of the system. <laughs> oh, don't, don't, don't tempt fate like that. Taking a 20-minute run-up to the podcast and actually stopping to pet all the dogs along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Nope. Nope, not falling for it. Let's go. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's just fucking be stuck into uh, some some news nuggets that we've prepared. Let's first talk about uh, some more good news from the uh, Hot Strike Summer because things are still doing and they are still cool and good. First up, the criminal law barristers are going to walk out again on Monday. This time for a whole week. This is essentially due to a series of long-standing and devastating cuts to the profession and essentially all criminal justice in the United Kingdom, leading to massive staff losses and defendants needing to wait now multiple years to get uh, a formal trial. But we'll be discussing much more of that uh, next week in a special bonus episode uh, where David and I chat to one of the barristers involved in the strike and what's going on there. So that's the first thing I wanted to say. And the next one is even more hot hot train action because ASLEF, the train driver union, and the TSSA are also balloting for nationwide strike strike action uh, across the 10 different private companies that they're working for. These and things- also the trains are off anyway because it's hot. Yes. Are the trains off hot? I don't know. Yeah, all the tracks have melted. Yeah, one of them went on fire. Yeah, I was just going to say they caught fire somewhere, didn't they? Mm. Excuse me? It was a yeah. train track burst into flames. How is that possible? I don't think metal's meant to do that. Is it? Is it like that fucking cladding that they uh, encased? Um, no, it's, 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 the, it's the wooden bits, the sleepers, isn't it? Uh-huh. But yeah, there was like there was like people that like some it was some news like fucking site posted it on Twitter, and a bunch of people were in the plies going, "Well, if it was a spark that started the fire, it's not the weather, is it? Because the weather isn't sparks." <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, like, I'm sure the temperature like played no fucking part in this whatsoever. That's why it happens every day during the winter. <laughs> Starting fires across like the west coast of the US in the summer and saying it's not my fault that uh, these sparks were all here. Yeah. <laughs> have the trees just considered being wetter? I know I have. So apparently um, Aslef is going on strike quite rightly because all they've been offered so far is a 2% pay rise and money saved from productivity gains such as sh- changing shift patterns. This is according oh, to the FT. Off. So, mm-hmm. like, for, for that, just read, you could work in the middle of the night and maybe get a 2.5% pay bump uh, against 11% inflation, so they can go to hell. And obviously, uh, mm-hmm. the government is doing the same as they are doing with the RMT, is they are telling Aslef to negotiate with the rail operators, the private companies, and then simultaneously telling the private companies that they're not allowed to negotiate. So they are creating the mm-hmm. impasse and then hoping you don't notice. Um, so fuck that noise. And um, I, there was an article in the FT that said if all the Aslef train drivers walk out at all companies, at the, you know, if there's a general strike, uh, there will be ten about ten percent of total capacity of all trains running in the UK. Um, and that's like even discounting the RMT strike or the possible TSSA strike. Quality. I know that ScotRail just managed to avoid going on strike. Uh, they took something like a 5% pay deal I don't know what the details were on the 
uh, conditions. The conditions better have been fucking good if they accepted five percent, because otherwise that seems a bit rollovery. But um, yeah, yeah, he's hoping it wasn't too shit a deal for them. Yeah, so TSSA. Uh, if you don't know, TSSA is a is a lot of like the the non driving, non train workers. They are they represent a lot of um, station workers, ticket office workers, that kind of thing. Um, and they have already announced that they will definitely strike at West Coast because of pay, job security, and working conditions. And they are demanding no compulsory redundancies this year, a pay increase in line with the cost of living, so at least a pay bump of 12% probably, and no changes to working terms and conditions, all of which is cool and good, and we stand them, and we are here for them in support, of course. Yes, that's very cool. Uh, if nothing else, because I was reminded, because we have this new strain of COVID making the rounds, that um, all the workers of the RMT, ASLEF, and the TSSA, you know, they're all key workers, and we couldn't stop clapping enough for them uh, during the pandemic. But of course, now I, look, they can that's get not, fucked. That's again. not fair, Rob. That's not fair, Rob. There was that fairy that did donuts in the Thames. So they also <laughs> no, that, no, 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 no. That was in support of nurses. That was not in support of train train workers. Oh, well, maybe maybe they should get trains to do donuts for the for the train workers. <laughs> I mean, the way the tracks are warping in the weather, you might well get that. <laughs> the <laughs> mythical multi-track drifting. <laughs> <laughs> just because all the trains, all the tracks have melted, like all the <laughs> all the trains are just coming into the station sideways. Finally, the, the crumbling infrastructure is paying off by having extremely cool-looking trains coming into the station. <laughs> we can have Vin, Vin Diesel's cap as a driver. That's going to be fucking incredible, actually. <laughs> In response, by the way, if you're curious, uh, the government has just passed a new scab law that allows for agency workers to replace workers on strike, which, of course, was illegal before, but now the Tories have formally legalized scabbing, uh, which is, of course, Yay. great news. However, I gotta say, well, like, I can't, I can't wait to see how they get on with driving a fucking train. That this is my yeah. exact question: how many, how many skilled train drivers, rail maintenance workers, uh, uh, rail schedulers are just like sitting at home waiting for the call, waiting to scab? Like, I don't, I don't think it's enough. Like, I mean, no, I, no. I, I mean, I used to do agency work, and everyone involved's like a fucking. If you can't get a real <laughs> job because you're just too fucking useless, you, you do agency work. Yeah, that's, that's how it used to work for me. <laughs> I was going to say, like, union density within pretty much all of the things that relate to running trains are, you know, pretty astronomically high. So mm. the people with the skills to do the shit that people are striking from are all going to be on strike or in the union anyway. So you are just going to have to get fucking dipshit nobodies who know li- less than nothing to try and run, like, national rail services for... However, gonna, long. Uh, get on Twitch and like fucking collar all the uh, Microsoft Train Simulator players. <laughs> but, I mean, they tried what? this. They they tried this shit before, like getting getting scabs and amateurs in, and it resulted in uh, such wonderful things as the Potter's Bar incident. So you know, yeah. nothing can go wrong there. I I forget that incident. Was it good? Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, it, 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 uh, it was very modern well, art. Yeah, we'll get uh, Justin Rosniak will come on and he'll, uh, you know, he'll start by saying at 5.03pm, which is how you know it'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I I honestly think this is probably going to end, if they they do actually take up a bunch of scabs, I actually don't think there's going to be enough for them to be able to do it. I think it's just going to fall flat on its ass. But let's say, for example, they do manage to get all the train simulator dogs in. I think this ends with an accident. Oh, yeah. And I think material conditions are sufficiently different now that that might cause like real populist outrage 
Um, I don't think they'll be able to spin it against the unions. So it's going to be I mean, it's, absolutely it's, it's, wild getting to watch the next Portals Bar disaster through a fucking fisheye lens. <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be. Uh, I mean, it, it's weird because, like, even the heads of all the employment agencies, like the the the, the heads of the, the 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 scab companies, even they have collectively said, "We don't want these laws. We don't need these laws. Uh, we don't want to create a situation where our agency workers like have to walk past a picket line because that's no good for anybody. Uh, and by the way, we don't even have enough people currently on our roles to manage all this work. So." I don't know what the plan is there. Like, it's just, the, even the, plan the agencies is, say, we can't do this. Matt, ha- Matt Hancock's gardener is going to start a fucking recruitment agency. <laughs> but to be totally honest, they just don't want reliability either. Yeah. Like, it, it's one thing to, like, send people in to sit in an office and push a spreadsheet around. It's another thing to have them manning, like, multi-million pound machinery that if it goes wrong, it, like, pancakes 30 people, you know? Like, I mean, um, that's, um, if anything, that. James, you're underselling it. Like, 30 people, like, you know, I mean, yeah, thousands probably. of tons of steel yeah. coming off rails. Turns out, not good. I don't think I've been in any jobs outside agency work that have gave me, like, a more rigorous health and safety induction than agency work. Like, every single time, no matter what the job's been, it's always been, like, holy fuck, why is there, like, two days of health and safety on this fucking job that I'm being put through by the agency people? They just don't people? want the liability. Because they don't want yeah. the liability, exactly. Well, I mean, we but we do have a pretty good example, a recent example of what does happen when they do this shit. Uh, if you remember, PNO a couple of months ago sacked like eight hundred workers and brought in um, agency workers from other countries and paid them far below the UK minimum wage. And since then, several of their ferries have prevent been prevented from setting sail as their conditions were deemed to be too dangerous to to set sail in the open sea uh, or like crash into something in the channel. Uh, which, apart from just being fucking scary as hell if you're a passenger on one, uh, it's also led to even more uh, border pileups in terms of HDVs because the ferries also carry freight. And, of course, if they can't set sail because it's too dangerous, they can't go. So, like, that's... It, even in even in a magical world where you can find the right scabs and put them in the right place, the chances of them fucking it up... I mean, this is, you know, the ferries have been prevented from setting sail. But my question is, is what happens when they don't catch one of these manifold floors on time? Or it's a train or something along those lines. And then Well, we'll I mean, I was going to say, this is, this is what happened with um, Network Rail, isn't it? It was previously privatized until it turns out the actual yeah. fucking maintenance of the infrastructure of the railway network has to be run not for profit because you you can't you how how do you turn a profit on maintaining railways other than the fucking obtuse markets that get introduced to whatever like, i mean the only the, 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 the fundamental yeah. core right I mean, the only, there's two ways you can do it, which is run super cheap labor, which is what they tried in the 90s, or yeah, exactly. like you create, you know, infinite open-ended contracts, and then uh, Capita will say, well, to replace uh, uh, one bit of track, it now costs $70 billion, and we're still going to use uh, subcontracted cheap labor. So it ends up in the same mm. place, essentially. So apart from all the rail strikes, there have also been fuel protests blocking the roads in the last couple of weeks, which I haven't really talked awesome. on. Um, and I was go- I was sort of pre- prepared to say, no, this is just you know the red faced Jeremy Clarkson brigade brigade saying, um, you know, it's it's why is it so expensive to to run my uh, my very expensive car somewhere? But it's not that. It's just normal people trying to get to work or independent HUV drivers who are so fucked by the cost of petrol that they can't do anything anymore. Um, 
so that's been happening at the same time and of course that's that's no good because blocking the roads is one of those things you remember when xr did that and everybody got really upset yeah when blocking mm-hmm. the roads was bad uh, yeah that's when xr did it and blocking the roads. no it's still good. bad oh is it oh uh, yeah. my, I've, been, I've been misinformed a home office source told the Daily Mail, Through our Police Crime Sentencing and Courts Act, we have given the police a wealth of powers to deal with disrupting and damaging protests, including imprisonment and unlimited fines for those blocking a highway, actions which impact, inflict further pain on those already affected by rising prices. So, you know, thank goodness we have those new powers now that civilization is entering a new and more exciting phase of terminal spiraling decline. Yeah. You know that bit in a cycle of matter getting pulled into a black hole, how it spins round, and on the outer edge it's going relatively slowly, but as it starts to kind of circle the drain and really get in, it starts to accelerate quite quickly, um, and yet time has skewed so it doesn't seem like it's hit the event horizon yet. I think we're maybe coming up to about there. Oh, is that what time's going backwards for? Yeah, yeah, Alistair, <laughs> that's it. We crossed the event horizon, we're now all Benjamin's button. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, Jamie's just regular now, though. So, <laughs> you know, we're getting into the point where these are no longer going to be isolated events. Like they're going to be collective crumblings. Like when the next trail de- train derails because of uh, understaffed and underpaid agency workers who don't really know what they're doing, there's not going to be yeah, enough not, not ambulances that, though, to Rob. make it to the site because they've also been uh, cut to the bone, and there won't even be enough police to coordinate off because the police too have been cut to the bone. And it's not just that, though, Rob, but uh, with the other overlapping crises that we're uh, falling into with climate catastrophe and things like that, it, not only are, uh, is the rail infrastructure going to crumble and there's going to be no one who knows how to fix a train on like, anywhere near a train, uh, we're also going to have things like landslips and floods and for some reason, and for some reason, tracks just plain catching fire because of how hot it is, etc., yeah, so, rains of frogs, yeah, it's, plagues, it's that kind of... We're, we're, yeah, we're yeah, in the yeah, cool yeah, season things now. Of, things of that nature. I think we've done plague already. Like, that's that's kind of... We've been doing that one for a while. No, but we're doing... Yeah, we're doing it again, though, uh, David. If, yeah, well, if Did you just go... Sorry, hang on. Did you just go to call David, Jamie? <laughs> I've got Jamie on the brain. What can I say? <laughs> okay, okay. I saw a dog and I thought of him. <laughs> the confusion is coming from inside the pod. God, just want to uh, walk along and pet every Jamie that I see. Um, Jamie, okay. if you want to leave the room and file a report with David, then, you, you know, it's okay. We understand. <laughs> oh, I'm fine. Like, fill your fucking boots. Please stop <laughs> calling me HR. Right. Okay. Shall that's we a, talk that's about... A, that's the statement that David makes off the pod as well as on the pod. Yes. Uh, okay. Right. Shall we talk about the exciting Brave New World? Ooh. All right. Cool. So, are you looking for... A clean start. By someone who can be trusted to deliver. Or perhaps you want to win back trust. Or maybe you are ready for Rishi. Oh no. I, I want am, to die. I am all these things. Apart from apart from the one that explicitly names like Rishi Sinak, these could all literally be like Keir Starmer uh, yeah. fucking <laughs> slogan of the is. week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it is great. Ah. Keir Starmer yeah. is standing for leadership of the Conservative Party. Oh, exciting! <laughs> uh, uh, c- all yeah. right, tell me, tell me more about the little manlet. Come on. Uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get to each of them, but 
Yeah. Can we so, before we before we start, David? Can mm-hmm. can we just take a moment to pour one out for our boy, Doctor Robotnik, aka Eggman, aka <laughs> Sajid Javid, the man who is never going to get his hands on those Chaos Emeralds? <laughs> no, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Okay. Egg. Um, you know, theological question here, David. Theological question, right? In uh, ecumenical matter. Mm-hmm. Um, if he's Eggman, shouldn't mm-hmm. we be playing Eggman, the Sonic the- <laughs> Eggman. Shouldn't we be playing the Sonic the Hedgehog victory music? Uh, we probably should, but um, it doesn't have to make sense because no. I said. And also, that- there are there are no winners here. Just just to, you know. Uh, yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay, David. No David is speaking ex cathedra, so let's just go. So, yeah. Again, you're doing this thing where it's just jokes for you and Rob. <laughs> no, there's at least one patron again, so it's fine. Yeah, all right, <sighs> come on. Let's all put on and our wizard patron hats. is Rob. Exasperation. Yeah, he's lost concentration. Gonna rewind to the part where again. I said, I want to die. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Benjamin Button, let's go. <sighs> right. Again, time is falling backwards. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the rail strikes. Uh... I apologize. Dear listener, I apologize. We are we are in the deep throes of heat madness, yeah. and this is yeah. what is happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, so it is once again time for a tiny minority of people, which is, depending on how this pans out, either going to be decided by about 20,000 people, we think, or maybe, well, or less the than 400. The headbangiest headbangers you've ever heard of. Yeah, and they get to decide who the next Prime Minister is, and this is this is yeah. the one we live in. David, I am led to believe that these people are, in fact, more moderate than we are we uh, initially think. Uh, yes, uh, you have been led incorrectly. Every time I skim Conservative home, I think, God, what a bunch of moderates around here. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Uh so we we've got a confirmed amount now. There's eight Kill? of them. What? No. Um no, no, sorry. Um no one has been taken off the board. Uh we have eight candidates. Uh so I I've got a list of all of the uh cunts that are going for it and also, interestingly, some of the ones who backed them, I thought maybe we could play a little bit of Kremlinology on this. So, uh, first up, uh, Grant Shapps. <coughs> He's out. He fucked it. Oh, uh, raspberries. I know, I know. Does he get to keep his day um, job now with and, and just not talk to the unions again? Or what, what, what does he off do? Yeah, he still gets to do that shit. Next up, we have uh, Rishi Sunak. You say Shapps is out, but like at the bottom of the list, you're going to get to Guy Incognito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so next up is Sunak. Um, individuals who have backed him. Uh, notable ones, anyway. Uh, disgraced former Defence Secretary Liam Fox. Ah, uh, he's back. Yeah, <laughs> he's back. He's back in Fox <laughs> form. He's the Fox he said, back the very next day. He said, um, "Our next PM must tell the truth to the British people." Again, that was disgraced former Defence Secretary Liam Fox. The last guy they thought might tell the truth to the British public, they spent five years monstering and uh, pulling out every single stop they could conceive of in order to prevent that from happening. So, Wrong um, truth. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say. 
Um, other notables here, we have Robert Jenrick, who was involved in the whole housing money oh, thing. Oh, the that. housing minister guy who sat next to the big donor at the Tory party uh, dinner and then all of a sudden mysteriously reversed the decision of his whole department to benefit that donor. Yeah. That guy. He's a cool guy. I like <laughs> Weird. him. Dominic Raab, perennial fuck-up and karate enthusiast. Uh, Grant Sharps is now back in Sunak. Uh, Dominic Raab, geography Noah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man's in there as well. Gavin Williamson um, came out in support uh, and Sunak. A, a point of order, point of order. Uh, there mm-hmm. is no hyphen between spider and man. It's to avoid, it's to avoid corporate <laughs> infringement. Um, and Matt Hancock, human <laughs> spaniel. Ser- serious question. I know, uh, apparently... Gavin Williamson supports him, but do we know what Cronus is doing? Uh, probably still holding out for Patel. Uh, munching <laughs> on a nice juicy grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Penny Mordaunt, who is the National Trade Secretary. Yeah, um, she she made an announcement um, doing a day to day tribute video um, featuring Oscar Pistorius. Which oh was yes. Yeah, an interesting yeah. choice of all of it. Well, I mean, if if she's got his support, <laughs> he's a man who knows how to open doors. <laughs> <laughs> Notable in support here, Andrea Leadsom, a failed mm. previous candidate. Michael Fabricant. Wait, Andrea Leadsom, the Johnson doppelganger. Yeah. Andrea Leadsom, yeah, yeah. Uh, <sighs> Michael Fabricant, the the hair guy, and David Davis. Ah, the SAS. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, who who remembers uh, the weird photo of him with two women uh, who were like double yeah. D's double for D's. Yeah. or whatever the fuck it was? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that, that was, yeah. That... Now, now that's a man you could vote for. <laughs> um, next up we have oh, sorry, Tom Tugend. Off, oh, yeah. Sorry, but, but before we move pe- off Petty Board Odds, uh, uh, I mm-hmm. would just like to recall that she suggested that people who uh, spray painted war memorials uh, might bend. Might- let me quote, might benefit from some time spent with our service pers- personnel, perhaps at a battle camp. Battle oh, so camp. Um, people who deface monuments should be conscripted then. Mm. Cool. Yeah, largely, I think that's what she's in favour of. We'll I get lo- to that. To There's have- a lot of fucking culture <laughs> war shit. Um, I love to have a criminal, like, a criminal army workforce. That's a, that's a mm. novel concept. <laughs> Being press ganged into holding, like, a bunch of rifles. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, next up, Tom Tugendhat, who, who who's a troop. He has backers such as Damien Green. Remember Porno in Westminster, Damien Green? Oh, well, I him. mean, he's going to win on the basis of the stupidest oh, him, yeah. name award, right? Is he the <laughs> is he the tractor guy, the tractor porn guy? No, 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 no. This this was a much much older one. There was like porn found in his computer in Westminster. There was a password thing or something. Oh, I can't that remember all guy. the internet of it, but yeah, that guy. Oh, um, he said it's time for a clean start. <laughs> <laughs> After he wiped uh, himself down, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have um, Nadim Zahawi, uh, the one of the former, founders former of YouGov. Former yeah, chancellor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, former chancellor. Um, one of the also founders under, of YouGov. under under investigation for um, his tax arrangements. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and just a general shit. Uh, well, I mean, his Alistair, you, include- you, you need to have like some subject matter. Uh, experience, because otherwise you you can't be PM. You know, yeah, like, you can't you can't you can't be chancellor and you can't be prime minister unless you know exactly how to. Uh, and I'm not saying he has done this, but uh, it would probably help knowing how to avoid and evade tax. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Also, I think he's the guy who's suggesting that one of the main pitches for his leadership is that there should be a 20% cut of all silver service across all departments across the board. Yes. Just like yes, 20% I I've got a whole bet. I've got a whole bit on oh, cuts for everyone, yeah. His backer, Brandon Lewis, Tobias Elwood, look, kind of nobody's really for the most part. Kemi Badenoch, Badenoch, not sure mm-hmm. how you pronounce the name, don't I'll, care. Spike um, online. That's, that might, you might as well have Brendan O'Neill running. Fully, yes, she has, she has the Spike online candidate. She wow, was the I'm, one I'm who... really curious. She was the one who, at the end of a Black History Month, went on this fucking in-parliament tirade about critical race theory being bad. Um, solid. Famously a thing we have in this country. Yes. And she's also the one who held her launch event today and there were unisex bathrooms there, but she had it taped over and somebody wrote men on one and women on the other, even though they were like separate cubicles oh, with separate locks that. on doors. That's her. Yep. That's who it was. Wow. Yep. And just to, just to convey to the listener how shitty this, they had literally taken some sticky notes, written men and ladies, and then taped them to the fucking door. Because, and the reason they wrote ladies is because they're too scared to use the word women. That's just what trans ideology has done to these poor little snowflakes. Why won't they Fuck say off. woman? Oh, <sighs> and she's also the Notable. one who, who opened her campaign saying um, that business, woke business is bad because it has a Ben and Jerry's tendency. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's this whole mm-hmm. idea that they care more about making uh, woke socialist-like progress than they do yeah. about making, uh, what is it, efficient, efficient profit-making? Keep, keep all that... Keep all that shit in mind when we get to the the, the culture war shit. Um, like you'll start to you'll start to blur people a bit. I think we've already arrived there. Oh yeah. Um, notable backers for her, Ben Bradley, who said Kemi's got a really clear vision. Please retweet. And uh, <laughs> did he really say please retweet? That's no, he did not scene. say. No, he did not actually say that. <laughs> Damn it. Rob, come um, on, oh, disappointing me now. I know. And the other notable one was Michael Gove. Oh yeah. Like, weird place for him to fucking throw his hat in the ring there, but all right. Well, we're um, on the subject of please retweet. Who was the guy that, like, fucking just copy-pasted the email asking him to show support into a Oh, tweet? for Russia. I, like, genuinely had never seen that cunt before in my fucking life, and I couldn't tell you his name now. But, yeah, there was that, like, full-on um, fucking hashtag top bloke type shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Liz Truss of Pork Markets fame. Uh, she has... Notorious fucking- LARPA. Yeah, um, ridiculous fucking list of supporters. Uh, Dehenna Davidson, um, Simon Clark said, she's tough on her enemies abroad, will seize the opportunities of Brexit and has a strong record of delivery. Oh dear. Delivering yeah. what is anyone's yeah. guess? Nuclear war in our lifetime? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I wish. Yeah. Uh, Therese Coffey, uh, notable DWP shit, uh, also supports Liz Trust. Quasi Quarteng, um, which doesn't sound all that interesting, but fans of certain spreadsheets might think that's interesting. Uh, James Cleverly. <laughs> um, so so James, Trust is the nominative determin- determinism uh, Yes. Uh, yeah, locked up. Absolutely. Um, James Cleverly said, her political values are right, and I've seen how effective she is in government, so take that as a fucking warning. <laughs> Lots of question marks over that fucking second bit. <laughs> yeah. She, she, so, she, she sure turned up a lot over the mm. last <laughs> years. She had that, she had that wonderful uh, picture taken of her, was it last year or two years ago, where she was sitting next to the espresso machine, and like she had the phone upside yes. down Oh, mate. <laughs> Oh, with the fucking things not even plugged in. Yeah, it was yeah. fucking so <laughs> good. I honestly, do you know what? There are huge fucking 
the uh, fucking Tory party conference that time when the fucking letters fell off the, the yeah. stage and everything. Except it's just a lot more diffuse. <laughs> Rather than happening all at once to one person, it's happening to like a dozen people in the Tory party, but I mean, spread out. Liz, Liz yeah. Truss would be the one to like, it's like beam herself into Tory party conference while riding a nuclear missile and waving a cowboy hat. Like, she, Liz yeah. Truss is 100%, would 100% like have her likeness holographically projected into Tory party conference to in like represent Britain stepping into a holographic future or whatever the fuck. <laughs> mm. Which is probably correct because I can fully see the future of Britain being like very bright light. I don't know how long it'll last, but there will be very bright light. Uh, well, it'll the, be the last, last thing you'll ever see. Mm, the last declaration was a joint declaration uh, of Jacob Rees Mogg and Nadine Dorries. Oof. Which is interesting <laughs> in itself. Nadine Dorries is to having really, like, really very sad puppy hours. Like, so she keeps looking as if, like, somebody is just, like, she, you know, as if her, her, her boss has went away and she's not sure he's ever coming back. Yeah, I will. Yeah, exactly. That has happened. She's set for the Lords anyway. Like, she's she's laughing. Put a fucking stag out in the Houses of Parliament. She'd never get past it. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have Sajid Javid. Um, his backers on the list that I found the backers that he had which were under the 20 required when I looked at them they were a bunch of fucking nabdies I had no fucking idea who any single person on that list was which was quite nice to see Uh, next up we have Suella Braverman who is just she's she's came by not by any other fucking name Um, absolutely tragic all round cunt Um, fully dying to cut benefits um, like we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, but like, she's just she's fucking terrible. Uh, she's backers fucking for terrible. her includes, yeah. yeah, backers for her: Desmond Swain, uh, oh, Steve just, Baker. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and Richard Drax, the most evil sounding man. That's a Bond villain. That's a Bond villain. That's not a fucking. <laughs> no, that's a real guy. Hate to hate to decree it, but yeah. Uh, next up, Actually, we have Jeremy David, Hunt. Sorry, no, no, no. We can't mm. move off Richard Drax yet. You, you're underselling Richard Drax. Uh, his full name is Richard Grosvenor Plunkett Earl Earl Earl, Earl Drax. Well, all of those. Yeah, that's his. This is that's his full name. He still owns, by the way, a working sugar farm plantation on Barbados that he inherited Holy directly fuck. from his family. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> oh. I mean, the it's implied change. nominative determinism. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, next up, we have Jeremy Hunt and uh, his backers, notable kind of names I could see Crispin Blunt, Andrew Mitchell, <laughs> Esther McVeigh. The abstract concept of the plague. Yeah, um, uh, Daniel Kaczynski as well, that fucking freak urbanist cunt. Uh, then we had uh, Raymond Shisty. Says it, yeah, okay, fine. Um, yeah, uh, every cunt fucking back, just backed away for for him uh, as soon as it started. So that's fine. And then finally, um, Pretty Patel. I, I fully believe that she's um, cut some kind of fucking deal to make sure that she can remain Home Secretary with whoever she thinks might win. Um, and that's probably going to, you know, that what better a place to make your name than as the Home Secretary in a emerging fascist state? Like, yeah, sounds like a good fucking play, really. 
Awesome. Cool. Uh, but yeah, so uh, some of the things they it, want it really and don't is want. just an absolute like series of fucking ghouls and monsters. It really like they are they well, fully let go. It's it's well, incredible stuff. Well, let's go on to exactly how they're fucking monsters. Um, we'll start with the milder stuff. So tax cuts. Everyone oh. likes tax cuts, apparently. Uh, corporation tax, uh, Javid and Hunt. Oh, fuck Javid, he's out. Uh, Hunt wants to reduce it. Zahai, Zahawi and Trust just merely want to scrap the rise in it. There's a rise plan to 25%. They want oh, to scrap yeah. that and keep it at 19 Um Hunt uh, actively wants to lower it down to 15 I think. Yeah, uh, to, to, to become tax. Just, just no. Sorry, just to stay on this corporation tax again. Like, how fucking hmm. many times are we going to play this exact same game? Because we've heard this for what, like, thirty years now, maybe forty. If we just cut mm-hmm. the taxes more, then the corporations will come. Look around mm-hmm. you. Like, what the fuck? Did, have the corporations arrived yet? Or, or, or they're already know? yeah, nineteen percent is already far lower than the majority of countries. Um, yeah, like it's it's because the UK is crumbling and shit, and that is why people don't want to come, including corporations. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, uh, income tax up next. You know, you would think they would maybe like really fucking go hard here. Unfortunately, it's some real lib dem shit. So uh, one pence off the base rate, which is already slated by um, two thousand twenty-four, twenty-five. Um, Sunak's already kind of put that in place as the previous chancellor. Uh, he intends to continue that. Zahawi wants to drop it to two pence. Um, not two two pence, buy two pence. Um, so it'd be eighteen <laughs> pence for the base rate. Ooh. Oh man! I mean, it really would be like, let's fucking go. Let's drop drop fucking uh, the base rate <laughs> into two yeah. percent. Oh man! Who who honestly gives a shit about any? Like, who the fuck is this for? It's for the other MPs. It's yeah, just, just fucking. I can't. Um, I can't conceive of a person who like hears the sentence "We're going to reduce the base rate by one pence" and doesn't immediately <laughs> fucking like run into the sea screaming. You ever Just seen one, a Lib Dem conference? That fucking means. Do you know what, like you might as well be talking about like fucking ah well we need to like fucking make sure the runes are correctly flanged <laughs> otherwise the fucking like business sorcerers might get into fucking difficulties. It's like ah oh, careful, Jamie. Business sorcerers. Ooh. Yeah, it sounds a bit like council wizards. See, Jamie, the, the mistake you're making is that you're thinking that this is directed at anyone that could, you know, conceivably describe be described as normal. Where, where yeah. the actual audience for every single one of these uh, policy pledges is not not even just the head the headbangers in the like membership of the of the Tory party, but the actual MPs who I don't need to explain to you are <laughs> even more headbanging than it's, yeah. Uh, at the moment, this is for three hundred cunts, and then it might be extended out to twenty thousand cunts. Like that's that's that. It's well, never yeah, going to well, be for anyone more than that. Well, remember, remember how it works is the there's a bunch of backroom deals slash backstabbing um, behind the scenes between the MPs until they come up with two candidates that they then put towards the membership. So that is how that is what this campaign is going to be yeah. like. It's going to be what are you what these pricks actually want to present to the country in the sense of policies that they want to implement rather than what is popular among the general populace well i think alistair you'll you'll find out that you're not actually allowed to ask these questions because tim shipman has told you that this bit is not for you so you're not allowed to talk about it on twitter (laughs) yeah yeah well maybe he can go fuck himself yeah perhaps he should become more unbound national insurance uh there's a rise planned trust and tug end hat want to scrap it uh, fuel duty, 
Javid, oh fucking Javid again, he keeps coming up here. Uh, Tug and Hat wants to cut it by 10 pence, and Mordant wants to cut that in half on fuel duty. It's all very fuel fucking... Fuel duty's been fucking frozen for, for more than a decade now. Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What do you yeah. want? Do you want to just l- pour the petrol in the streets and light it on fire? Maybe we can, like... Yes. Maybe you can fill <laughs> London Zoo with who's, it. Just... Who's, promising, who's promising that? They get my vote. Yeah, none of them. And upgrading upgrading Jamie's funeral from his front lawn with water dumped on it to being Jamie dumped under gasoline, uh, which has then set ablaze. And some should we just should we just pour funeral. it inside London Zoo and just set the penguins on fire just to make the better fall complete? No. Is that is, check the weather no. forecast already? Leave on the fire. fucking penguins alone, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> the vibe I'm getting off all of this so far is this is a this is a party that does not want to actually do anything while it governs apart from make things worse for minorities like literally and, literally that's it there's there's three elements to this bit that i'm going through just now this is the bit where like you know they would actually make some kind of difference to your daily life and that and they have all of the fucking capacity of the state with which to do it and these are the kind of narrow narrow corridors that they're having to operate in because of the the selectorate effectively mm. um Energy bills, Rob. The only one I could find that mentioned energy bills was uh, Suella Braverman. Oh, no. Yeah, who wants less VAT on energy bills. That's it. But, that was all that was said. Just let's some Labour's less VAT. The has been talking about that. Yes. That's it's fucking Keith shit, yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not It's not a Labour policy. It's the Labour policy. And it already got stolen. It. They did that. Fucking Sunak did that yep. two months ago. And better than Labour did it. Yeah. But um, how... <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, last one on tax cuts. Mm-hmm. Last one on tax cuts. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm enjoying Rob just like mm-hmm. howling into the void. Right. There was a thing this week or last week. Coughing up the, a hairball while he's at it. The, the new rise in the, in the fucking electricity bills is going to go to like over 3,000 now, right? In the autumn. And then maybe up to four in, in January. I think that's the latest projection. What is this? How? Less fat on it. What is. What? Le- less fat, Rob. Oh, oh, I am, uh, oh my I'm left arm is tingling. The... Why do I smell toast? <laughs> <laughs> See what it is. If there'd been, uh, if there'd been like less vats, then maybe that like fucking uh, Japanese prime minister might not have been killed by the fallout gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jamie, if we didn't have all these vats, where would we put all of our piss? <laughs> oh, that, that, that's vars. You're just getting confused again. Yeah. Yeah. Easy oh. mistake to make for. I'm enjoying this episode for giving us many more soundboard clips of Rob. Like, it's <laughs> mm. pretty good. I love to hear Rob literally hemming and hawing. Uh, Kemi Badenoch, the only thing I could find from her was that she wants to, quote, reduce corporate and personal taxes. Oh, okay. That was it. Like, just, um, yeah, that, that was sure. as much that, as she's like, been pushed on it. Were those her exact words, or did she somehow tie it into the walk? Uh, no, she had other sentences for the woke. Uh, next up, state cuts. Uh, as Rob said, Nadim Zahawi wants to slash 20% of staff from all parts of the civil service, including the health service. Right, so, there was a... Yeah, uh, cool. there, mm, there was a bit that we didn't... I didn't <laughs> have time to include in the Nargas because it was a bit too late in the day. There's a report out now that, like, a, a, a think certainly in the north, but maybe across the country now, that, like, all ambulance services of the NHS are, like, on code black, which is essentially what they do in the middle of winter, you know, during the traditional middle winter crisis. But it's now the summer crisis, too. Where, where the fuck traditional, are... Traditional winter crisis, Rob. <laughs> yeah. He's not it's wrong. It's an extremely He's not apt wrong. use of words, yeah. I... 
so much worse than the traditional Dutch winter crisis as well. <laughs> that is also code black, but for very different reasons. Oh, no. oh dear. Right, okay. Jeremy Hunt. Uh, he wants to. I, I hope Jeremy Hunt wins because I cannot wait to hear like newsreaders calling the prime minister a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only silver lining possible here, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah but yeah, I was gonna say, Jamie, it's the only the only thing that our podcast has to offer, though. So you don't want to get rid of our USP. <laughs> uh, Hunt wants uh, debt to fall as a percentage of GDP. Every single one of them has had that exact same boring fucking but sentence. I, yeah, I but don't know what that means it doesn't matter. Um, but. He would also spend three percent of GDP on the armed forces, so he may three. also be the Ajax candidate. You need more army to drive like the ambulances and like fucking the trains and everything else that's either on strike or on fire mm-hmm. or both. Eventually, you know we'll all be in the army inc- to casually increase yeah. the amount that you're spending on the army by fifty fucking percent. No, it's more because yeah. we're not spending two percent right now. That's a target. Well. Yeah. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, that's that's the NATO target. I think we we're one and uh, one point two, one point three, something like that. It's it's significantly lower than it should be according well, to fucking NATO. Um, buy another couple of Ajaxes. That'll get with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll take us right over the line. Um, Tug End Hat has been kind of quiet on this. Other than we also a vague... want one that can pull a passenger train. <laughs> there you go. Four <laughs> percent of GDP pissed directly up the fucking wall. It's kind of funny because I was thinking that when David said buy some more Ajaxes, I'll get us over the line. I was like, oh, that's funny because Ajaxes won't. Yeah, well, it depends on the height of the line. Yeah, if the paint's <laughs> too it, thick, it's fucked. It, it's only if it takes more than 20 minutes to get to the line. If it's if it's a shorter distance, we're fine. Tom Tugginhat, he has been kind of quiet on this other than saying he has his vague 10-year plan. Uh, which, oh, twice the equipment and Stalin. We'd like to see it. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and... Uh, Badenoch wants to means test pensioners' winter fuel payments and also, wait for this one, wants to stop the cost of living payments. Oh, oh yeah, because she, she was doing the, the very traditional Tory things of the fat cats on benefits have had it too good for too long and it is about time oh, yeah. we stop that. Yeah, well, we have. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Take my fucking, like, you know what I mean? My luxurious benefits lifestyle from my cold, dead hands, motherfuckers. <laughs> I mean, that's the, the idea, moment. I think, yeah. I, I, haven't, I haven't had to go on, like, fucking Twitter and beg people for money for, like, at least three weeks now. So, yeah, living the fucking life of Riley over here. <laughs> Oysters oh, for everyone. She's constantly fucking going off about benefits claimants and fraud and the usual fucking best of the sun that's, type shit that's like a that's such a minor percentage of all uh, never mind yeah. these people don't yeah. live in reality why do i even bother coming up to this podcast <laughs> and hauling to the void like an idiot i'll tell you why rob it's so that you can hear about their policies on the culture wars Oh, good. Well, that's I... not. Oh, this is either. why. This is why they need to increase. Uh, uh, Hunt wants to increase spending on the army by three uh, percent of GDP, so that we can finally win this war on the culture that we're trying mm. to wage. So on the culture walls, uh, there, was, there was an amazing tweet. Um, first all, MP Tory leadership hustings is tonight. Any candidate with over twenty MP support will be grilled on their approach to the culture walls, including controversial statues and British history, by the Common Sense Group of Tory MPs. Oh, get in the fucking <laughs> what? For some reason, my vision has been clouded over by nothing but red flags. <laughs> yeah. Controversial yeah. statues. Common, common sense. 
common sense is something that cunts say when they know they're wrong. Do you know what I mean? Mm. People are like, oh, yeah, well, like, what what should we do about, like, uh, the economy? And you go, well, if you pay people well enough, like, oh, common sense says we should just, like, machine gun anyone who's late for work. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, common sense is the guy in the pub who's, like, declaring that when he's prime minister, anyone who indicates at a roundabout will be hung. <laughs> They've all they've all had a go. Every single one of them has been like to some degree turfy. Um, every single one of them has come out with some kind of fucking transphobia. The only one who didn't and actually gave like a, a badly worded but like generally not actually terrible statement on the idea of trans rights was Grant Sharps, who like pff, rip. Uh, so yeah, um, it's just well, shit. well. Thank God they got that danger out of there. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Suella Braverman, um, who, by the way, is a founding member of uh, Catherine Burble Sings Hell School. Oh, uh, great! Oh, so happy that our <laughs> podcasts keep coming back to life. I'm so happy that well, this she, is another topic <laughs> that keeps coming back. She, she loves a Nazi conspiracy um, because she consistently uses the term cultural Marxism, like openly in front of people and expects them to take her seriously. Um, and she also and wants to take Britain out of the ECHR because it's it's just it's been too long and it's done too much damage to this once wonderful country. Yeah, when I, whenever I think of the of like Tory MPs just bandying the phrase cultural Marxism around, and especially because of because it's almost a year ago today, it just makes me think of how sad it is that we lost Dawn Foster. Yeah. She was the only, yeah. one, the only journalist who actually had the like presence of mind slash balls to actually say, "Yo, what the fuck are you talking about?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, last time this came up, so. more than just over a year ago. Fucking R.I.P. That's that's something yeah. we miss. Yeah, I mean, all we have now is Abby Wilkes <laughs> pissing off Frankie Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the longest meltdown so far. Yeah, that's, that's, in, that's I love that. I love it spawned a Twitter account called Is Frankie Boyle Over It Yet? <laughs> and, uh, surprise, surprise, no. Meltdown yeah. May is extended into July. So, uh, that's that's kind of where we are. Uh, by the time this podcast comes out, some of those people may be off the list because, like we said, it is all backstabby as fuck and it's expected to be down to two candidates by the weekend. So, yeah, let's see. Let's see how we fucking got on there. Right, uh, I'm not reading the whole thing, but this is part of a, a larger piece. It was written in the Telegraph a couple of days ago by Alexandra Goss, um, and I'll read you the main uh, article title. It's called "Rising Prices Are Derailing My Castle Renovation." <laughs> <laughs> Rob, but it's saying here that you wrote this. <laughs> I don't live in the UK. I don't have this problem. Um, <laughs> uh, right, this is also it's... to be totally honest. To be totally honest, Rob would never renovate the vampire castle he lives in. Like that would destroy the appeal. <laughs> well, no, because then Frankie Boyle couldn't leave it. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So this is part part of a much longer piece about how costs for renovations in general and builder prices are rising. The specific section about the castle falls under an even more enchanting subsection called I used to be embarrassed asking for discounts. Now you have to. Oh, God, no. I'd love to get mates rates when I'm having my castle built. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love the idea that, you know, I used to be so rich that I just paid whatever they said, but now yeah. I'm having to actually barter for a living. I feel like one of the paupers. Oh, I'm just, I'm just going to pop down to the food bank and try and pick up some mortar. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's an offer on six serfs for, for the price of five. Jude Edgel and her husband, Terry, bought a castle near Cowbridge in the Vale of Glamorgan in 2018. The property, set in almost 72 acres, was on the market for £1 million but needed some serious TLC. The roof was collapsing, the walls were crumbling, and about of the third of the building was derelict. The whole place was also riddled with dry rot. I mean, bees. who buys a bees castle everywhere. With, with crumbling walls? That's literally all a castle is. <laughs> <laughs> also I'm trying to picture I'm trying to picture the kind of castle that would be owned by a guy called Terry. <laughs> uh I looked Terry up. He's the uh CEO of some kind of forestry uh group. So he could they could also just like always get like free timber from that guy, I guess. Like I don't really get mm. how any of this works. Yeah, but if it's a if it's a wooden castle, is it really a castle Rob? <laughs> yeah, no, not really. It's more of that's more of a It's a Bastian. That's more of a mutton bailey construction. I'm not really up for that kind of thing anymore. Almost four... Yeah, you've outgrown it. <laughs> Almost four years later, the couple are still doing up Penlin Castle, I hope I pronounced that correctly, which dates primarily from the 18th and 19th century, but has parts, of, but has parts that are thought to have been built around 1135. The undertaking is massive. The property is being rebuilt, repointed, and re-roofed, while builders recently dug out more than 100 tons of earth simply in order to lay a new flooring on the ground floor and install underfloor heating. Oh, Fuck so off. They, <laughs> they should have they just got them to do something useful, like re- re-dig the moat or whatever. <laughs> mm. They may need that moat in the short time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I hate fucking new builds just as much as anyone else, but this is kind of taking the piss a bit. <laughs> <laughs> also, I can't believe that my 100 tons of uh, earth m- removal is taking more time and is more expensive than I thought it would be. Uh, you know, this is it's the, these are the problems of every day that you have to tackle on the, te- <laughs> in the telegraph. Yeah. Time was uh, you could yeah. head down to the town centre, round up a bunch of uh, stout lads, and then just get them to till your earth for you <laughs> with the promise of a paper bag filled with a sandwich and, a, and an apple. Come and work for Lord Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that the phrase "move heaven and earth" means a small task. <laughs> oh, could, could you imagine if uh, Lord Terry and Alpha Barry teamed up? <laughs> <laughs> They'd be unstoppable. Put the fucking castle on the blockchain or some shit. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the first Bitcoin-only castle, yeah. Um, <laughs> in the past few months, rising prices have really started to bite. Building material prices have doubled over the past two years. Some timber went up from £200 a cubic meter to over 500 says Mrs. Edgel, for whom overseeing her mammoth renovation is a full-time job. As a... Well... <laughs> my my job, if you can call it that, is redesigning my own home. <laughs> that's that's why it's like taking so long and it's so expensive. Is because this dipshit is doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? They could have hired like an architect or so, or a builder or someone who actually knew shit. Yeah. But now Which... this fucking idiot's got like four hundred hours on Minecraft, just cracking it up. He's like, I can fucking handle this shit. <laughs> It has yeah. incredible, Which season like, of grand, grand designs is this? Fuck you! I was gonna make that. <laughs> <laughs> Dug up the whole floor of the castle so they can like put a, put a bunch of redstone underneath to make the doors open automatically. <laughs> <laughs> Implemented like a redstone railway. Oh, that'd be that'd be great. Quotes used to be valid for three months, but now they are going down from twenty eight day to twenty eight days or even fifteen. 
I've also noticed that contractors have started to add terms to the small print saying they reserve the right to increase prices. That's so stressful because you can't plan. I have never read this much small print in my entire life. Well, just don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One weird trick, you know what I mean? <laughs> or, you know, another one, live in a normal house. Uh, it's, it's entirely up to you. You could do this. Or... Or just hire someone to do the renovation that knows what they're fucking doing. Rob, when you say live in a when when Rob, when you say live in a normal house, given it's you speaking, I have to question what your calibration is for normal house fare. Uh you know, no more Wayne than Manor. <laughs> yeah, at least two wings. Yeah. I mean, I would say, you know, normal is anything up to like three levels of dungeon. I think that's that's about you know, isn't that normal? Saucy. Um what might, I, it I'm might be normal might be normal for the Dutch, like yeah. <laughs> Well there's this big castle in San Francisco that you can move into. <laughs> also I love this. It's like that th- this is the first time this woman has had to read like small print in her life. It's like whatever, you know, any one of us has to like Get a new credit card or yeah. fucking fix Yeah, anything. until recently, I've been extremely divorced from reality, and frankly, the be- being brought back down to earth is just a, it's just a crying shame of the state of our nation. I resent these melting winds. Someone turned down the sun. <laughs> Vastly increased lead times for many products are also causing problems. The delivery date for steel-framed windows has been pushed back from end of June to end of October. Oh, no. <laughs> while a bespoke glass house now won't be ready until May 2023. People keep throwing stones in the fucking thing. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that that sounds that's like a, a bespoke glass house. Is that a greenhouse? Is that what they're talking yeah, about? Yeah, that's what they're yeah. talking about. Because that, that's surely not an essential part of the fucking like, construction of a castle. It might be. They might be lizard people. They might need to like bask in the warm sun during the English winter. Yeah, it's a terrarium. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just imagine, imagine turning up with like a like you know hauling a bunch of siege engines like three hundred miles in the Middle Ages and you get there and the castle's made out of fucking glass. <laughs> so someone just turns to like a siege engine operator. This seems apocryphal. <laughs> just loads loads of birds just stopping off the fucking sides of it. <laughs> There's just one very overworked window cleaner, just like panting outside, kind of going, "Just uh, give g- g- me, uh, just just go ahead." Imagine the size of the dead bees you would get on that window. So, <laughs> <laughs> see, that's why they're doing it. That's like nutrition all year round. If you can get sufficiently sized bees all year round, then they're you know they're fine. Uh, the men in the hu- in the fly castle. <laughs> 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 the manufacturer wanted a 50% deposit up front for the glass house, although Mrs. Edgel negotiated that down significantly. I used to be so embarrassed about asking for discounts, but if you don't ask, you don't get, especially on a huge project like this. <laughs> Again, until now, I've been blissfully unaware of reality. <laughs> Yeah, money just didn't matter to me. I just had the infinite sluice come through and I would just hook it up. It's fine. (sighs) Mrs. Edgel, who documents her renovation to more than 47,000 followers on Instagram. 47,000? Wow. Mm. 
I mean, to be fair, like that's this is just a, a, a grand design shit, so I'm not that surprised. Are there me. even are there even that many people on Instagram? That just seems like a ludicrously high number. Unfortunately, there are. Yeah, no, yeah. Instagram is where all the kids are these days. Yeah, no, I was do I was being sarcastic. She had to oh, renegotiate okay. the contract for the uh, for the bots. It's been very stressful. She has started shopping around as much as possible. However, because the, uh, the building is grade 2 listed, that is not always straightforward. It requires specialist materials such as lime mortar and highly skilled tradespeople. It's like, well, yeah. Something higher than... I would, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've placed the burden of the full-time job of trying to renovate this house when I could, in fact, just get a real fucking job and then not have to worry so much about how much I'm spending on this enormous house. A uh, castle, sorry. Yeah, it's ridiculous that when when you're renovating like a listed building, they make you use like, do you know what I mean? Spe- specialist materials such as stones, and not just like pebble dash the entire fucking outside of it. Oh, in case that shit in mortar and give it the laugh, laugh, live, laugh, love treatment. Yeah, I think their fundamental problem is they they fundamentally like overstretch their budget by building their castle in the sky, and yeah. now they're discovering that you actually have to use stone to fill it in rather than imaginary mindscaping. But oh well. In this castle, we dance like nobody's watching, and we pay prices like Fuck we don't off. give a shit. <laughs> what they could do, what they could do to save money is when they get the finally get the glass house installed, they could have like the fucking crystal maze guys come and just like fill it with golden tickets or something. <laughs> I think you'll find that to build a castle like this, you already need a golden ticket, Jamie, <laughs> <laughs> or at least a silver spoon. The couple hope to move into the main house next year, by which time it should have eight bedrooms and seven bathrooms. It- Love how there's like the main house, the additional house, the adjunct house, the, the terrarium, the Sever- house. Several, several smaller sub-houses. <laughs> All layered within each other. They're just building the castle out one layer at a time, like no, a it's, it's like, doll. It, it's like the locker in fucking uh, Men in Black. It just backs onto like a whole other giant world. <laughs> the TARDIS in the back garden is just still not operational. It's been a fucking nightmare. Even though they do not expect all the works to be finished by that time. It's already cost a lot more money to get to this stage than what it cost us to buy, and there's a lot more to go. <laughs> it's cost us Aww. so much money to make a huge mess of this. <laughs> <laughs> the tagline for Grand Designs. The expensive things will be the kitchen and the bathrooms, Mrs. Edgell said. <laughs> so she has eight bedrooms and seven bathrooms, but no kitchens or some bathrooms? I'm, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what's going on. I haven't thought of anything. The castle would have been the expensive part. Yeah. The, kitchen, the kitchen's going to be in the glass house, and like every time they want like bacon and eggs, they just chuck them in on the floor. Like some sort of... <laughs> uh, what, what, you, what you've misunderstood, they've actually created an enormous lens. <laughs> it's actually it's not it's not just a castle it's actually the world's largest popcorn maker <laughs> join me in the refractorium <laughs> there is always another problem to uncover but i'm quite resilient to that now this is such an amazing place that has been around in one form or another for 900 years we are restoring a piece of history one form or another. That's very generous. Yeah. <laughs> They're restoring a piece of history by building a fucking giant greenhouse. Yes, tradi- <laughs> traditional 11th century greenhouses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's it. That's your critical uh, uh, castle update. Excellent. Right. I-, I am enjoying the adventures of the castle of Thesis. Like, you know, sounds <laughs> fantastic.
I just don't understand these fucking people. I do not understand them in the fucking slightest. But yeah, I, thought, um, I, I genuinely thought you were about to say I don't understand these fucking references, and I was going to have to bring up Trigger's broom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're still going to round this off with comment or commentary because we did the short. We run. are, yeah. <laughs> Only time you've ever been excited mm-hmm. about this, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it means we didn't have to talk about fucking Keith. So. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, let's do some comment or commentary. Yeah. All right, um, so let me start. We, David and I both did some, some homework for this, so you're, you're getting... Whatever snidery the politi- political obituarists are busy scribbling... Brendan! Boris- <laughs> 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 What's great is we're all thinking it, and it's just like, yep. Boris Johnson was adored in a way that politicians rarely are, and in a way the metropolitan media class never began to understand. Yep. Even those of us Brendan, who, even those I can of hear us, the forehead from here. <laughs> even those <laughs> of us who eventually came to the conclusion that he had to go for the sake of party and country may now feel a shaft of sadness of a blonde son <laughs> going out. I, I'm, I'm sensing the powerful thrumming of an elongated cranium from here. Like, oh, oh, cranium, right. Okay. <laughs> 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 Thought you'd that in a different direction, if I'm honest. What? <laughs> the shaft of sadness. <laughs> what I love is my audio cut out for a good three seconds there when it came back and you were still laughing your ass off. <laughs> Oh, All right, idea. so is this comment or commentary at? It's Brendan. It's fucking Brendan. It's, it's Brendan. It's commentary at Brendan. It it's is commentary at, but it is Alison Pearson in the Telegraph. Oh. oh no, that sounded so much like Brendan. That was a that was an excellent impression by her. Yeah, no, but clearly she's learning from a master. We got any more about the shaft of sadness? <laughs> uh, no, I, it I've happens to all of us where we age, James. <laughs> Speak for your fucking self, mate. <laughs> the past six years have been a turbulent and controversial time in British politics. Through them all, one person consistently delivered progress, not deflected Uh-oh. by the chaos around her. Uh-oh. As others made headlines, Liz Trust made deals. <laughs> Comment or commentary <laughs> Um, I think it's commentary. This feels like this feels like consensus building. Got that sort of flavour to it, hasn't it? I'm going to say commentary as well. I'm just going to decide by those dice someone was playing with earlier. <laughs> uh, commentary at. There you go. I All see right. you're adopting my old bit, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. I, is it uh, James Cleverly writing in the Times? Oh, okay. No, that was Andrew Lillico writing in the Spectator. Andrew, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why are the wannabes creating all these vanity promos, and why is there a dramatic change in tactics? Why didn't Sunak mention anything to Boris? I am so shocked to read that Sunak, Sunak was so scheming, as is the chap from Baghdad. The rest, well, I just don't know. The, the chap from Baghdad? I think that's actually um, it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, comment. Commentary. Yeah, Commentary. 
<laughs> that is a comment from conservative woman. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, an old favourite. From the lunatic overreaction to a few days of sunshine, you'd think Britain had never experienced hot weather before. Whoa! Whoa. Some of us, some of us, are old enough to remember the summer of 1976 when the heat wave lasted two whole months, reservoirs and rivers dried up, and there were standpipes in the streets. This was third world weather, 96 degrees in the shade. Newspapers oh, ran. Sa- fuck off with your Fahrenheit, you cunt. <laughs> Newspapers ran. Use a real few... measure of temperature, you cunt. It's oh my god. Imperial measures only now. It's fi- fucking... 15 apothecary ounces of weather tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, do not, do not fucking step to me on units of measurement because it is the thing that winds me up like nothing else. You're in for a bad time in the future. Yeah. Uh, Newspapers ran few water scorcher headlines and fried eggs on the pavement. Nobody issued a level three health alert. We just got on with it. The yeah, country didn't shut down for the duration. Exhaustion. We weren't bombarded with doomsday warnings that everything from the NHS to the power stations was about to go into meltdown. Comment or commentaria? Commentaria. Also, how hot was it during that heat wave? Was it 45 degrees? I don't know, 96 degrees, apparently. Uh, let's look up what that is in a, I, real, I don't know. In a real number. <laughs> yeah, well, well I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, I've never really had to consider Fahrenheit because it implies that I would need to listen 35 to 35 and a half degrees. Whoa. I'm trying to figure out whether it's Brendan or not. Like, for real, is Brendan? I think it might be. Nah. Is it? It's, uh, Brendan's not old was... enough to remember 1976. Yeah. This is Rod Little yeah, or back, something. Back in, ni- back in 1976, Brendan, like Brendan's family was still peasant stock in Ireland, weren't they? So. <laughs> well, I mean, he, 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 it took his mum years to push him out with that head. <laughs> Honest, honestly, this fucking, this fucking excerpt that you've read out is just pure distilled fucking boomer. Like, we, uh, we just mm-hmm. dealt with it in the good old days. Never mind the fact that, uh, like, you know, the high end of the uh, predictions for the weather of 42, 43 degrees. That is, you will die if you sit out in the sun levels of heat. Yeah, well, hopefully they'll all just sit out in the sun and get on with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> my, my feeling is that Brendan wasn't born then, but he's definitely pompous enough to kind of pretend like also, he was. Also, also, but... right? Like, what the fuck is it? Oh, we just got on with it in the 70s. Like, you never fucking shut up about the goddamn 70s. Oh, it was so bad. They didn't take the bin away. I thought I was going to die. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You can't have it both ways. Either it was like glory and a glorious unending summer that you just got on with, or you had to like fucking like hide in a bomb shelter because the, the bins didn't get emptied. <laughs> so I is it comment or commentary? Yeah. In short, the 1970s are allowed. I'm going to go contrast. comment. Uh, this is commentary. Okay, it was commentary. That was. Richard Littlejohn in the there Daily Mail. There we go. Oh, the master. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fuck, yeah. Uh, it was it was Rod Little or Richard Littlejohn, but they are essentially the same person. Well Fuck well done on finding the one paragraph in a Richard Littlejohn article that didn't mention the gay mafia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, last one. Labour would do well to understand why Boris was able to make such inroads. It happened because they felt alien... Is it because Labour helped them? <laughs> It happened because no, stop, 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 stop looking at all those news, news newspaper articles from uh, Labour MPs. It happened because they felt alienated by Labour's sneering contempt for their values. Oh, f- 
and oh, by its God. transformation into a party that placed the demands and priorities of social activists, student radicals, and middle cl- and middle class liberals just over their own. black people. Ah, but just wait. Here, here comes the kicker. It happened because they felt Labour cared more for the views of Greta Thunberg than it did for those of Gillian Duffy. Fuck, Fuck Gillian off. Duffy! <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, one of the few good things Gordon Brown did, like, the on its face you can call good. <laughs> Callings a bigger, a bigger. Fucking <laughs> Christ. Yeah, come on, oh. come on. <laughs> Uh, it's got to be commentariat, surely. Like, yeah, yeah. commentariat, because anyone, anyone writing a comment wouldn't look up her fucking name. They would just call that bigoted lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? Working class people never concerned about the climate. That's that's not a thing that they worry about. Mm. Um, no, this was commentariat. It was Paul Embury writing in Spiked these days. Paul, you fucking oh, piece of shit. I looked at oh. that article and then very quickly went, no, I can't be asked with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> They, d- <laughs> David went scouring the underneath of tables to find some suitable chewing gum and saw a particularly gnarly piece and thought, nah, I'll give that a miss. And then what was turned up on his plate later the same afternoon? <laughs> was I in there like Pac-Man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, let's fucking call it there, shall we? Next week we will have potentially a bonus episode depending on the heat with uh, it's an interview that me and Rob done with Hannah Webb who is the co-chair of the Haldane Society of Socialist Lawyers to talk about the barrister strike uh, so look forward to that like I say possibly the bonus um, it will be available on the free feed if it is the bonus uh, it's not going to be the premium episode just a bonus Let's, we'll wait and see see how much more dead from heat we can also be found on twitch.tv forward slash praxiscast and uh, patreon.com forward slash practicecast as well streams just there won't be one this week on release week uh, because we're recording the bonus or the premium episode but uh, yeah uh, just keep an eye on it again heat dependent we may be streaming merch is available at practicecast.tml.com check it out and uh, listen to Peace at Home it has music by Jordan yeah have a wonderful yeah. evening if you're listening in the evening mm. yeah enjoy your sweatbox wherever you are yes Bye. All right. Bye. 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 Yeah. Bye.